0: Welcome, my fellow Americans, to the Chris Ann Hall Show. I am not Chris Ann Hall, filling in for Dr. Hall, who is on the road today. Uh, so I will I will not keep you too long, I don't think, but um, here we are, and appreciate you being here. I am J.C. Hall, uh, husband of Chris Ann Hall, your host of the show uh not jd i am j c chris ann hall jd on the youtube name stands for jurist doctorate meaning she's a lawyer and i'm jc so i know that confuses the heck out of people And a lot of folks call me jd a lot which is fine whatever i don't really care but i'm jc hall your host for today filling in for Dr. Hall. As we begin the fundamental transformation, the sequel, who remembers this? Who remembers that guy? If you remember um, let's see if uh, see if you remember the speech and the phrase we are five days away
1: from fundamentally transforming the United States of America remember that we are five from
0: fundamentally transforming the United States of America we fundamentally transforming the United States of America who remembers that well if you notice the Biden administration and all the um all the appointees and uh pretty much everybody from top to bottom is just a bunch of retreads from the Obama and Biden administration. Not that this any is any surprise, but uh, that's exactly right. Mark Mary, we're in uh, Barack Obama's third term. This is, this is essentially the third, third term for the Obama administration. And, and uh, we're basically just at, the sort of tail end of, of all of what Obama started and all the foundation that Obama uh, laid. So in fact, I, I, I think Biden policies will be worse. So I mean, think about it. If you had Obama for eight years and, you know, he laid the foundation and we're sort of, we're, we're coming, we're coming to the, You know, this is all in development. The groundwork has been laid. Uh, The radicals are everywhere. And so Biden is just Biden's coming down to, you know, uh, the perfection of this thing. So. uh, So I think I think Biden's going to be Biden administration policies will be much worse than Obama policies or the Obama administration. I mean, it's just it's just a continue, just a continuation. So. Uh, let's look at, let's go through some of this stuff. What we have so far, uh, Biden's, where am I? Add this, uh, Joe Biden's plan for big government. This is out of reason. Another yet another stimulus, uh, COVID relief bill, 1.9 trillion, almost Two trillion, another two trillion. I don't need, I've lost track of where we are. I mean, the trillions that they handed out in the Trump administration, I think, was somewhere up to six trillion dollars. Here's another two trillion that Biden's promising and remember the very, the very last one that the, the Congress passed was, um, just massive, massive handouts to foreign governments and, uh, the policies now that Biden is proposing. So this payoff, so, so the last installment was a payoff to foreign governments, uh, this installment looks to be payoffs to po- Democrat political supporters, unions, teachers, unions, teachers, um, and and uh, your sort of typical handout mentality of the base. So another, another two trillion, 160 billion of that in the uh will be his vaccination, uh, allegedly to help vaccination um, what's interesting is all the all the money to the states so these be basically paying off all the the blue states right it's political payoffs blue states it's interesting at the Cato Institute uh, there's um, some folks that were looking at the figures state state tax revenue fell. Only 22 billion from first quarter to second quarter, and then came back strong in the third quarter. Meanwhile, federal aid was up to 194 billion in the second quarter. I'm not a mathematician. What is that like? Eight times what their losses are. So they've doled out way, way, way more than the states have lost and and that's that's the interesting part uh because we were during the midst of the covid lockdowns and fighting hillsborough county we were listening to hillsborough county um emergency planning whatever their board that they created which was a few county commissioners some mayors uh police chief um you know dog catcher and janitor from the local communist party chapter, whatever their emergency planning commission that they made up out of a whole cloth, but they were talking a lot about all the money that was coming, the relief money. And, um, so, you know, so when you think about 194 billion sent to the, sent to the States, and that's the whole thing, all the money was going to, uh, government entities, meaning they were simply paying for government expansion at the state and local levels. None, none, none of that really gets in the hands of, of actual people. Cause remember that was just, you know, the $600 check, you got the $600 check. And we listened here, we sat here and listened to uh, Hillsborough County talking about getting, I don't know, like 60 million for, I don't even know what. And you get a $600 check. Um, so now there's apparently they need a hundred. They want to send 170 billion more to the States. So that's, that's almost, uh, let's see 200, 200, 200, about $400 billion to the States. Um, and the uh, $15 minimum wage, uh, they want another $1,400 stimulus check, um, What's interesting about uh, oh the extension of employee benefit, the emergency un- uh, unemployment benefits that I think uh, I think that uh, sunset went away or whatever, so we want to extend it through September and add four hundred dollars on top of that, and it turns out that with with that being implemented means that 62% of the people getting that extended unemployment will actually make more while unemployed than they were as employees. So you're simultaneously uh, de-incentivizing work while at the same time sowing the seed, like teaching that lesson of, how great it is to get government money instead of, you know, working, uh, working in private business. So it's a it's a good bit of brainwashing, uh, as well as bankrupt the economy. So this is some of uh, some of Joe Biden's immediate, um, immediate, economic policies. Uh, then he also. This this is interesting. I want you to look at this. So Biden as we know, Dr. Hall mentioned some of the executive orders that were signed. As you know, Joe Biden halted the upgrade on the southern border wall. I want to say that again. Joe Biden officially halted the upgrade on the southern wall. Okay? You heard me correctly. I said upgrade. Watch this. Even CNN now explains it correctly. I bet many of you never even heard this because remember, there were all these environmental arguments. It's racist because you're 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 putting you're closing the border. Uh, You know, you're sending a message to immigrants that they're not welcome. uh, Welcome here. Right. Uh, Because of building this wall. Did we actually build a wall? Did the United States build a wall? I'm going to submit to you no. Did the Trump administration build a wall? No. Nope. I'm going to submit to you they did not. We upgraded a wall. So now even CNN is reporting it correctly. Look at this. Look closely at this article. In the midst of the article about uh, about Biden stopping construction on the wall, CNN reports accurately, finally, the majority, quote, the majority of the roughly 455 miles constructed during Trump's presidency replaced old, dilapidated barriers with a new enhanced wall system, a marked difference from the fencing previously constructed in some regions. 49 miles have gone up where no barriers previously existed. Did you catch that? So now CNN actually reports it correctly. Whereas the previous hysteria was this new wall, putting up this boundary, being racist, sending the signal that immigrants aren't welcome, blah, blah, blah. Wow. Surprise, surprise. CNN is now revealing there was a wall there all along it was simply old and dilapidated and what trump the trump administration did was replace most of the 455 miles with upgraded wall so how about that how do you think that would have changed the understanding the messaging the reaction could could you have sustained I mean, you probably could with the effort of of the media, but wouldn't it have been interesting to have been accurately saying upgrade existing wall, which was in which what was in fact what was happening? So it's fascinating to even find, and this is always the thing when you know the the lefty media. They'll start coming out and reporting things a little bit differently, you know, like they used to hide. They they would never talk about the fact of the kids in cages narrative was a policy actually enacted and used under the Obama administration. Remember when they wouldn't talk about that? Uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked now to find suddenly that being revealed in the lefty media. Right. Because he's gone. It's over. They've accomplished their mission. They defeated Trump. And so suddenly they can they can start uh, saying things as they are. So uh, stopping stopping the upgrade of the border wall and the 49 miles of new uh, new wall. This is not this is not one of my T-shirts. This is from Clean Apparel, uh, free advertising. But I, I do like it. It's one of my favorites. Uh, so while the upgrade of the border is halt of the border wall of the existing border wall is halted, uh, the already have having been existed uh, border wall. Anyway, there's a there are these massive caravans. So probably everybody's heard about the caravans, like eight thousand people, huge, huge. Unbelievably huge group. Uh, However, and so they were coming up from Honduras, so apparently originated in Honduras, but they were stopped in Guatemala uh, while they were headed to the U.S. So by this morning, I was reading on Facebook this morning, there were uh, there were were buses and Guatemalan police and customs uh, loading these migrants up and sending them back to Honduras. Where did I go here? Here I am. So loading them up and and sending them back. Um, This is one of the things that besides the wall that the Trump administration uh, did in regards to border security. So the border security was not just a wall, but he actually they they had negotiations, actually sent troops. There were troops that went into Central America to train these folks um, and uh, basically made agreements with. Uh, with Guatemala and, and uh, some of these others, uh, Mexico, Guatemala, Mexico in particular, to uh, to stop uh, stop these migrant caravans before they got to our border. So, uh, even though President Trump is gone, apparently Guatemala is still uh, still holding up its end of the bargain, and uh, I, I suspect Mexico would probably do the same. Uh, However, there's now a second, smaller, albeit, but second caravan um, loading up to head out on Monday. So they're all being told on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all of the social media. Uh, The organizers are having them meet in San Pedro Sula, Honduras. and. loading them up and trying to get to the United States. Now, before you, before you freak out, I'm not sure if you guys are, you know, if you're geography folks, but Honduras and, and and there's news of some coming from El Salvador as well. So Honduras and El El Salvador are South of Guatemala. So they have to cross through Guatemala uh, to get, to the Southern border of Mexico and then make their way up through Mexico to uh, they were headed. They, I think they ended up in McAllen um, the last time a lot of the caravans headed that way. So it, it's a long way. And uh, so they're down here. So you've got that bo- basically Guatemala's a border country, a buffer country between Mexico uh, and these, these two countries. So, that's where it's at. That's what's going on. So there you go. And uh, some I, in fact, I I looked at some of the stuff on Facebook with these organizers and um, some of them were were saying they were headed. They wanted to go live in Mexico. They wanted to go live free in Mexico. So some some portion of them may not it may not be their intent to come to the U.S. border. But I think a majority of them that that is their intention. And um, the signal was sent by Biden that in the first hundred days, they weren't going to deport anybody or anything like that. And again, this goes back to the fundamental transformation. It's it's a continuation. So you look at the expansion of government through the economic policies. And then uh, here here is the open borders policy of Barack Obama. And remember, under the the Obama administration, they were I mean, they were literally flyers. And uh, the Obama administration was funding groups to educate and inform people in Central America that they could come here and get benefits. And here's how you do it. So this is a continuation of of that uh, policy as well. Um, The attack on. Petroleum. going to continue that. So it's not, not simply the, uh, apparently not simply the Keystone XL pipeline, uh, but Biden suspends all gas, at least permits uh, for 60 days while the Department of Interior does a review. We know how that goes. That usually means, you know, that's a shutdown and they'll wrap it up in red tape. So Biden's uh, already started the, New green green New Deal agenda assault on petroleum and uh, natural gas. So that started a continuation of the Obama administration. What's interesting? It was interesting. Obama um, initially uh, supported the XL pipeline extension. And uh, declared that he was going to cut through the red tape and get this thing going and all that. And then the his base and the wacko environmentalists rallied, and and then Barack Obama changed course. And the whole Keystone project has been a fight from the get go. Now it has its problems with uh, the whole. It's a Canadian company, and there's um, you know preferential treatment for a Canadian, this Canadian foreign company and all that sort of stuff. So Biden continues the Barack Obama assault on, um, on petroleum. Uh, Can I
1: pop in and say hi? Yeah.
0: Pop in and say hi. <laughs> she said she wasn't going to throw me off mine.
1: Sorry. I didn't mean to throw swing, you off your but... swing, but I won't throw you your swing. I just got back done a little bit sooner than I thought. So Great. I thought I'd pop in and say hi and miss everybody. And we'll see you tomorrow. Awesome. You oh, swing.
0: you just in. Just that quickly, oh my god. Well, goodness.
1: I'll stay if you want me to. I just didn't whatever. want to throw you off your swing. Whatever, you were man. doing such a great job there. So, uh, um, I just watch how's that? Yeah,
0: they're talking <laughs> about the fundamental transformation part, the uh, the sequel. And why did I just lock up here? Part, deux. uh, so <laughs> and then, the, then, of course, this is something that the next point, something that Barack Obama Barack Obama laid well let's do this one first so uh Biden was within minutes of being sworn in he launches these executive orders uh the City Journal which I love excellent publication the City See, Journal I think has I've watched that I've City Journal that has an article um Joe Biden the re-regulator so Donald Trump used a lot of the executive uh executive power that that the presidency has developed through executive orders uh to deregulate so he uses executive power to to cut a lot of regulations and obama obama had uh this article says 22,700 rules or uh, in other words regulations wow that they put forth on these federal agencies and departments in 2000 that they didn't even get to by the time Trump took office. So President Trump set about um, deregulating. And so we can expect Joe Biden to continue. Uh, Barack Obama's legacy of regulation and strangulation.
1: You posted on Instagram uh, the comparison or was it Facebook? The comparison of of uh, pardons.
0: Yeah. Obama uh,
1: pardoned like fifteen hundred people.
0: No, I'm pretty sure it was more than that. (laughs) I
1: mean, that was crazy. uh,
0: So you're talking about on the last day, the overall. Right, right,
1: right. Overall was like fifteen hundred.
0: So, yeah, we can show this. Oh, nineteen hundred. Um y'all yeah, show this this is on my facebook page uh i can probably make this how can i make this up there on the corner bigger? there.
1: yeah
0: whoops that's not what i wanted to oh, do Oh, that works too but- uh anyway i don't know <laughs> if you can see that probably not um so on inauguration day pardons you know the last day bush george hw bush issued 12 clinton issued 140 George W. Bush issued two commutations. He didn't. He didn't pardon, He didn't pardon anybody. Uh, he had an interesting take <laughs> on that because he said he said that you know everybody everybody's waiting to go through the system to deal with their their legal issues, and he said it disgusted me uh, all these people coming at me. The idea that they could that that just with a s- swoop of the pen because they got to me. Uh, you know, you can jump to the front of the line and get this special treatment. He said, I decided not to do it for anybody because I found that idea disgusting. So, you know, good for him. Hey, man. He didn't do a lot principles. of things. He didn't do a lot of things Seriously. right uh, and didn't have a lot of good principles. But, um, I, I can understand the thought behind that. On the other hand, you know, uh, you know, the Bible says, if you know to do good and do it, not then. To you it's sin. So you already you know the abuses of the criminal justice system. Right, right. If you have the power to roll back some of those abuses, why wouldn't you do it?
1: Well, it is it's an essential check and balance. It's the executive's check and balance on the judiciary.
0: So I understand his the the thought, it almost seemed like sort of simpleton virtue signaling that he didn't really think it through. Like I Mm -hmm. can understand if somebody's coming to you that doesn't deserve it and just trying to, you know, get favor. And of course, you have all these people. I mean, if he already knows that people are you know, suffering from the system and they have to go through the thing, why don't you go? Why didn't you go ahead and pardon people in the first place? Um, so uh, Obama did 330 on his last day. Trump, we saw like 147. Uh, but if you go through their entire entire presidency, it's much higher. So throughout Obama's presidency, he had almost 2000 pardons. Uh, and Trump had around 237. So and I'm not saying any of them were good or good or bad. So, I mean, it was a mix of both. Uh, and honestly, I think Barack Obama pardoned a lot of people that were victims of the war on drugs and and really unjust sentences anyway. So I don't mean that as a criticism, except to say that people were freaking out that Trump has pardoned so many people. He mm-hmm. he pardoned hardly anybody. Uh, and the fascinating thing about the pardons, you know, L- L- little Wayne was pardoned, which, which I agree with um, the gun charge he had was garbage. Uh, but there were some others that w- that was trash. And then it's interesting who wasn't pardoned was Julian Assange and Snowden. Edward Snowden and the dread pirate Roberts. And these guys, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, who who were absolutely um, victimized
1: if Chris, by if, the
0: criminal justice system.
1: If Chris Ann Hall was president, they'd have to have a rubber stamp to do yeah. the number of pardons. Yeah, like a copy that I machine. I'd be pardoned. Yeah. I'd make Bar- Barack Obama's 2,000 pardons look like, right. like something crazy, man.
0: Why can't I get that screen? There we go. So, yeah. So that's that. Um, now, one of the things, last thing I wanted to mention as far as the fundamental transformation continuation, Yeah, Schaefer Sh- Cox. There's another, yeah, yeah, so, Schaefer Cox and I mean, the Bundies. I mean, there's which yep. I think he he pardoned some, he pardoned, yeah, I don't um, think he
1: pardoned the Bundies, he par, he pardoned the Hammonds,
0: Hammonds, right. he pardoned the Hammonds, on. yeah,
1: and on the way Joel out, Pio. yeah, on the way out, the um the Department of Agriculture and the FDA restored the Hammond's grazing rights. Yeah. But that's only going to last as long as the new administration comes right. in and starts ripping those away.
0: So the last thing, continuation of the fundamental transformation that we've seen uh, really, you know, sort of reaching the crescendo where we are now, uh, is this critical race theory, the the racist nonsense um, great article again at the city <laughs> journal States can reject critical race theory. Yay. So uh, Joe Biden rescinded Trump's order, president Trump's order against uh, this stuff. Now, interesting. What did, what did president Trump's order say? The executive order said the policy of the United States, not to promote race or sex stereotyping, or scapegoating in the federal workforce and not to allow grant funds to be used for these purposes. So I mean, it's pretty much an anti-racism executive order. And uh, so Biden has, Biden has done away with the prohibition of promoting race or sex stereotyping and scapegoating scapegoating in the federal workforce. And so, Uh, And the definition ascribing character traits, values, moral, ethical codes, privileges, status, or belief to a race or sex or to an individual because of his race or sex defines race or sex scapegoating as assigning fault, blame, or bias to a race or sex or to members of a race or sex because of their race or sex. So it's like affirmative action. It's anti-affirmative action. It is the critical race theory. So. Uh, once again, the critical race theory will now go back into the federal workforce <clears throat> to teach every white person that they are a white supremacist and that there's nothing they can do to change it. Uh, but what they need to do is is enter into a lifelong self uh, exorcism of their internal racist and try to root out racism in society as their singular cause of existence, uh, and, and and to understand that everything you have and everything you are is because of white privilege, and uh, so uh, anybody who's not white deserves more, right? They deserve they deserve benefits. They deserve extra they
1: isn't uh, that what they did in chop or Chaz or all that well, stuff they had the these are the vegetables for the black people well, and these are the black vegetables right. for the white people and correct and we're back to jim crow really yeah. we're back to this is the white fountain this is the black fountain and and that's yeah. just simply uh, for for a group of people that talk about The fact that they are the evolutionary advancement of humanity. They move us backwards socially.
0: The progressives, you mean?
1: Yeah, exactly. The progressives are actually the regressives. I I heard from a friend that there are hundreds of thousands of dollars in reparations in a bill moving forward in the state of Washington. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, this critical race theory. We've got to pay anybody who's not black for whatever you know they their ancestors may or may not have suffered in the past and Mm -hmm. and as we've proven jc your great grandfather was a slave so why do you would you get reparations but no because it's not actually built on heritage it's built on on hate on skin color on division and that sort of thing
0: yeah so um these are uh some of the teachings that and critical race theory says that values such as hard work, objectivity, deferred gratification or self-control, family, respect for the written word <laughs> so is intrinsically racist. Wait a and, minute. and by, quote, centering these values, American culture relentlessly suppresses black achievement while boosting white mediocrity into advancement.
1: Now, let me wrap my brain around this. So being able to read is racist. That's what you're saying. So the reliance on the written word, respect for the written word.
0: If you hold it as an esteemed value, right? So it's something that should be respected, something you should strive for, something that should be expected
1: literacy as an esteemed value is is racist racist. correct that's exactly what john dewey said that's right the father of
0: the modern american father
1: of the american modern american history said that literacy is overrated that we should not spend time this is the marxist principle okay
0: so there you go you've hit the nail on the head so that's what this is all about again Mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with race this is this is the as i I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but um, in the presentation that I have about about understanding and combating socialism, uh, this was part of the Maoist influence. So remember, you had the United States, the Soviet Marxist uh, essentially infiltrated the East Coast. That's why you have the blue Northeast. And then you look and wonder, well, why is the West Coast blue? Because while America was completely fixated uh, for seventy years on the Soviet Union as the bad guy, the Maoist snuck in on the West Coast mm-hmm. and infiltrated the West Coast completely unhindered, um, which is why the socialism is so is so deeply rooted uh, on the <laughs> West Coast. But what what was what is distinctive between the Soviet Marxists, the Soviet socialists really leninist the soviet leninist versus the maoist leninist leninist the maoist leninist uh chinese communist party used the racial uh element that they leveraged race to divide so when you look at all you when you look at a lot of the west coast Mm -hmm. organizations uh freedom road see you know all the all these other uh communists the Progressive coalition of California, all this sort of thing. Those those uh, communist organizations, you will find all the th- their whole literature is about uh, black liberation and Chicano liberation. That's their language. You will see that on all their sites. As a matter of fact, let me pull this. Let me pull this up real quick. And so you hit the nail on the head. It's not it's not really about race. Uh, it's a mechanism to divide uh, for the purpose of implementing. The this socialist agenda.
1: So while you're doing that, JC, you weren't with us yesterday. But um, I put up a picture of Stalin. In his administration, was in the habit of of wiping people out of photographs, and now we have this movement to remove Donald Trump from movies and to use technology to wipe him out of history. And I thought that was an interesting. You know, bringing forward of the Stalinists' ideology of "Hey, I'm going to eliminate people that disagree with me. I'm going to mm-hmm. and 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 I mean not just simply say that their their input is not valuable, but to actually literally remove them. Yeah, from documents and from history.
0: We saw that color flicker. I may have kicked something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> or somebody may have screenshotted. I don't. Whatever. Um. Yeah. So here is what I was talking about, what I referenced. Um, this is frso.org, Freedom road, uh, socialist organization, revolution, socialism, liberation. Is
1: that AOC down there so in the middle?
0: You see that this, right. January 6th, racist storm, the Capitol. If you, you look at,
1: wow, right. total
0: Leninism celebrating,
1: celebrating Vladimir Lenin. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Are they also like the deniers that Lenin didn't actually murder millions of people? uh, people?
0: It's it's crazy. But anyway, you look at you look at all their their articles and different things, and you'll see all the focused on uh, on the race, racial narrative. Mm -hmm. And this is a Maoist. That's Maoist. um, Some of the Maoist influence there. there is one of the techniques that that they use. The Soviet Soviet socialists didn't really tap into. Uh, the racial narrative in, in fact uh interestingly, I was well I wrote some of this in an article that I wrote about the anarchist movement uh the you know they the they were collect the collectivist anarchist in the revolutionary anarchist movement had um, the love and rage network mm-hmm. and because of because of the socialist leanings they were attracted they were attracting some Marxist
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Socialist, Leninist, socialist, and so you had the anarchist, socialist, the Leninist, socialist, and and it kind of came to a head because you know you have the anarchists wanting to throw throw overthrow the state, and then of course the Leninists want a massive, powerful state, but they're all they were all collectivists, um, so they got in a big big fight. But one of the main things that caused them to to split <clears throat> was that that new group of uh, Leninists that came in. Brought in the white supremacy, critical race, theory, race narrative into the group. And this was in New York. Uh, And they, you know, they got in a huge battle over that. And uh, so that's that's been a division even in the socialist movement. You've got
1: some big fans out there, JC. They think you guys are you're awesome show today. (laughs) Baltimore to Holland. New Jack gives you 96 thumbs up today, man. Yeah.
0: So. Anyway, teach show, not a talk show. (laughs) Right. She's my hero because she may be the dumpster fire that brings down the left. Yeah. AOC is interesting because I've mentioned this before. And uh, we'll have I have my presentation on LFU eventually, but um, there's a hierarchy to the social. There's a socialist. What I talk about, socialist hierarchy, where you have the globalists, the global elites at the top and then the state Leninist in the middle and then the anarcho-communist, the anarchist or the street rabble carrying mm-hmm. out the thing. And so, so socialism has always been run by wealthy capitalists, right? Lenin was a wealthy capitalist. Marx was a wealthy capitalist. Engels was a wealthy capitalist. His family owned hugely successful textile factories, whatever. So anyway, it's interesting. Marx, Marx's propaganda was, you know, bourgeois versus the proletariat. Uh, and, which was total con job right cuz the proletariat is just used to forward the agenda so aoc aoc is is actually believes that the proletariat runs uh socialism so she is really a massive idiot and uh, i figured that out when she started complaining about all the global the globalist the global corporatist that biden was appointing in his administration and she was she was PO'd. And it hit me. Wow. She really thinks the proletariat runs Marxism She and socialism. She doesn't understand that that uh, global elite capitalists have always run socialism. So, I, uh, you know, it, she's she, her stupidity is impressive. I have to say it really is impressive. She, she needs to get an award for being that dumb.
1: You know, J.C., I wanted to just simply because we talk about state and local governments a lot. I just wanted to say that uh, here in our county we were able to organize educate organize and activate the people to come together at a county uh, board of county commissioners meeting today And convince the Board of County Commissioners not to pass a mask mandate. And Mm -hmm. so that is one way within 72 hours, we changed how our life worked on the local level. Very cool. And so I think that's very cool. We had some college students just jump up and just pick up the mantle, even speaking before the Board of County Commissioners. And that's what we need to do, you know, training up the next generation (laughs) and everything.
0: Yeah, she didn't learn that in bartending school. Yeah, Mark, Mark hit the nail on the head and so the same thing that happened the same thing hitler did
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, people don't know that about the russian revolution so when they overthrew the czar it was the anarchists and and the Leninists, right the black flags and the red flags and i mean the it, marxism was the pretense right it was really leninism by lenin hijacked marxism and made it leninism and that's what it's been ever since so it was leninist and the and the and the black flag anarchist so as soon as the anarchists helped the Leninists overthrow the czar Lenin turn around and the purge and basically exterminated all the black flaggers exactly what Hitler did. So they use, yeah. they use these people uh, to gain power. And so and that's the same thing. The, the street rabble, yeah. right? Uh, these people that think they're going to have a seat at the table. You're not, it reminds <laughs> me of, you're not, it, it reminds me of all the, <laughs> you know, the, uh, for years, we heard all the the the, the crazy leftist um WXYZ crowd uh defending mm-hmm. the radical uh islamist mm-hmm. terrorist
1: yeah
0: right like like they were their friends
1: no they're murdering you lgbtqwxyz
0: you you're going to be the first ones <laughs> under the sword getting your head chopped off. So it's the same thing. So these the, the anarchist the rabble think they're going to have a seat at the table. They're not.
1: I'll see play TV. Um this is a very interesting thing that you're talking about. Uh as you know, JC and I were both linguists in the military when I was at the linguist school. My roommate was a Persian Farsi linguist and yeah. one of the tools that we used at the linguist school was to to learn the language by reading children's books because you know children's books break things down to the to the elementary level as far as education and she had all of these Persian Farsi you know Iraqi Children's yep. books and the children's books were just like a children's book that you might pick up somewhere, you know, Barnes mm-hmm. and Noble for the kids, little drawings of people in everyday life. Only the Persian Farsi uh, children's books were kids with dressed up like guerrilla soldiers, mm-hmm. shooting people, heads exploding. I suicide mean, vest. suicide yeah. vest, Terrorist children's propaganda. books teaching that. <laughs> And this is this is the disinformation, the propaganda that happens in these kind of governments yeah. to to raise up children well,
0: over here. It's it's our public education system plays that role. Yeah, essentially. So
1: and then back to the whole idea, the understanding that it was that those the that Dewey and Wilhelm yeah. Bunt and all them, they were they were teaching illiteracy with the goal, by the way, uh, as as specifically stated by the director of the department of education, which was the general board of education at the time, that their goal was to create a docile society that willingly submitted themselves to the molding hand of the people of Mm -hmm. of those in, in power.
0: So I like this part. I'll, I'll close with this and I'm done. Uh, but back to the city, the, um, Uh, city journal article talking about this critical race theory Uh, you know he says the states can reject this so this is the time the state leaders will have to decide whether imparting america's principles to the next generation is worth the price of being excoriated on social media he brings up the point i I don't know if you guys recall uh, when president trump was criticized for his executive order uh, for stopping this nonsense the white fragility. And in fact, if you want to know more about it, Google white fragility. And if you can get the book and you can stomach it, it's like it's, I call it uh, Nazism in blackface. It, it is genocidal insanity, but the uh, NPR did a quote unquote fact check about the so-called racial sensitivity training, uh, which is not, racial sensitivity training and said it's not racist the training is not racist racial racial sensitivity training which addresses topics like white privilege and critical race theory is aimed at creating inclusive now, now notice how they say this creating inclusive workspaces for women and people of color not not inclusive workspaces for mm-hmm. all people
1: just for women right and just for which people inherently women.
0: makes it racist, racist. and sexist. <laughs> Because the way they do that is is by essentially it's it's like it's like the old thing of, you know, how do you how do you get to the top Uh, by climbing on the back Mm -hmm. of the other guy? So it's not empowering everyone or lifting everyone. It's making any white person into scum of the earth so that then the the other is is. Is elevated, so it's it's uh, not really the racial sensitivity. Like if you if you say racial sensitivity, which is this is what the problem that I had in that debate. They were using this term, and language is important. And I was upset that they that they left it at that because racial sensitivity training is one thing. This is not that. Right. So when you when people hear, and I guarantee you, none of we said this back then during the debates um, that the people listening, the majority of Americans listening. Uh, they heard racial sensitivity training and they didn't understand what they were really talking about, what Trump had written the executive order for. Mm -hmm. Uh, so this whole critical race theory and white fragility, that sort of thing is not racial sensitivity training in in the sense of, you know, Hey, don't be racist. Don't say stuff, uh, that is offensive and racist. Don't say those words. Don't treat people like this. Treat people well. It has nothing to do with that. It's not that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's absolutely dis- It's some of the most disgusting stuff you will ever read. And you, you and I, all of us out there, we grew up with this notion of a colorblind society. Do do you know that is a, that is a non thing now? Right. Like right, colorblind, you will get blasted.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so colorblind means racist right that that's how they say that so so martin luther we don't king want a colorblind society
1: martin luther king jr would have been a racist
0: today well you know i mean he, he, want... he had some stuff he talked about along along those lines yeah. and if you really dig into his some of the writings so but you know the, why... the point is if you just take the statement where he talks about not judged by the color oh, of your skin but the content of the character certainly does not align uh with that and so the, the the to to say colorblind they say no we can't have a colorblind society you have to see race right you have to see and say that person is not white so they deserve extra
1: mm-hmm.
0: right like the affirmative action so they don't have all the privilege that you naturally enjoy so right. if it's a choice just like the the vaccine stuff it's crazy that when they were talking about Medical treatment, right? As a broad discussion, and we're getting into the vaccine, and they were talking about who who gets the vaccine first. First, and so then it birthed this discussion about medical treatment in general and life saving treatment in general. And you had doctors literally saying that if you have a white life and a black life, you know, or a black population and a white population, you you should treat the black population first because white people enjoy all these privileges so they should they should be allowed to die first it first right Mm -hmm. so they should if you have to choose to let all these white people die that's fine yeah because they they enjoy privilege you know so it goes to these just absurd extremes
1: what makes me angry about all of this this idea that you know like you said that the aimed at inclusive workplaces for women and people of color what as a woman what that what that says is that I'm incapable of succeeding on my own merit, that I am inferior to the other people around me. So I have to have someone artificially create an environment so that I can have an opportunity because I am physically and mentally inferior to other people. I find that incredibly insulting and I don't know why the rest of the population doesn't either. That is racist in of itself. Say, oh, you can't, oh, you poor little woman, you couldn't possibly do anything unless we help you do it.
0: You you have to, and you have to, you have to, you know, not lose sight of the core fact that uh, it's all pretense. Yeah. It actually is not about race. No. Like the whole. The whole purpose is to divide. So we look at it and say, oh, this doesn't make sense. And you're doing this. All you're doing is creating division. Well, that's the purpose of it. So that's why a lot of it doesn't make sense. That's why it's so over the top but because you know it's what? intended to incite and divide.
1: Not only that, JC, it creates a, a superiority, not just in certain people, but in the government itself. So the government has to come in and actively give you opportunity because then you don't. So then the government becomes the higher authority. The government becomes your means to life. And then without this government power you wouldn't be able to live and so it creates that supremacy in government
0: yeah well and if you you know you bring it to its logical end and spark um essentially a race war a war between neighbor mm-hmm. on neighbor and then
1: like rwanda who, who
0: has the power to come in and 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 fix that situation mm-hmm. and that's the whole point the whole point is to create unrest Right. And so that the population itself is calling for the government to step in uh, and save them, to expand its own power, to, to become a huge, powerful force uh, so that this this never happens again. So it, it's all to drive to drive the people uh, to, to that end so that we basically go along uh, with, with a totalitarian dictatorship.
1: We, uh, Daniel, we will know the noncompliantmovie.com. We will have more information for you by the end of this week. We are at, at like, it's so exciting. Cause we're like, I can almost touch it. It's almost ready. And so we're at that point where we're very excited and it won't be long. I promise it won't be long. Remember sign up at noncompliantmovie.com. And as soon as, as we have the release information, you, If you've signed up, you'll be on the first list to know.
0: Yeah, family court, boy.
1: <laughs> can we clone you, too, and put you in every state? You know, that's why we have LibertyFirstUniversity.com. So you can clone us. What we teach here is, is knowledge that we've put into LibertyFirstUniversity.com. You just have to get that knowledge and then practice applying it because mm-hmm. that's what we're doing. We're applying The knowledge that we have shared at libertyfirstuniversity.com.
0: Well, and you know, because this stuff has happened throughout the ages. I mean, Mm -hmm. in countries all around the world, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's shocking to me for someone to assume somehow human nature changes because this is America and, you know, you, you skip through, you skip through your world and, you know, believe the fantasy that. They try to feed you. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's incredibly naive and dangerous uh, and uncaring, mm-hmm. unloving to your fellow man mm-hmm. to not be on the watch for potential abuses of power, hungry, maniacal, uh, evil people. Evil does exist in the world and evil, uh, evil tends to be drawn to power. So no surprise, if you want to find the most abusive evil people, look to the places of power. Mm -hmm. And that's where you will find a majority of, I mean, if you have no power, I mean, how do you, how do you carry out evil against someone? So, you know, nothing, nothing shocking, nothing radical and conspiratorial and outrageous about what we're talking about, but um, it's just history. Thank and, you guys and, and, for and all our, your
1: super chats out there. Your love soft. and support is amazing to us. Uh, I love watching uh, Nate Bama say roll tide to you. You just you don't see JC because it rolls his eyes when he sees you, but you know it's SEC kind of thing now, right? So thank you guys for all your super chats. Those of you who are asking about the screenings of the documentary for large groups, we promise we will get that information out to you as soon as we have it all organized and ready for publication.
0: Yeah. And I'll be presenting my uh, understanding and combating socialism presentation on the 23rd here in Florida. I forget where we're going to be. Yeah,
1: I'm going to go ahead and pull it up so people can see because you guys, days. there's a lot of, of interest in this JC people. Oops. People want to know uh, this. They're hungry for this education. So we'll go ahead and put this up yeah, on the Port screen so you can see this. Um it is going to be available here at um, Port St. Lucie from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. at uh, hosted by the Treasure Coast Federated Republican Women. The 19th hole in Sandpiper Room, 2601 Southeast Morningside Boulevard, Port St. Lucie, Florida, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Remember, this is chrisannhall.com. So just click on the calendar and you'll be able to pull up that information and get that information for everybody. Thank you for letting me jump in today, JC.
0: Any word on uh, Dr. Simone Gold after they were arrested?
1: Yeah, Dr. Simone Gold was arrested on Tuesday and she has bonded out. Um, I used to know the charges that she's charged with. She has two charges, uh, one that has to do, and and I'm not going to, these aren't the exact charges, but they're sort of the paraphrase of the charges. She is charged with uh, unlawfully entering a state, uh, a a federal building Mm -hmm. and uh, aiding and embedding an insurrection.
0: Uh, That's a big one.
1: Yeah. And then uh, her friend, uh, was also arrested. He is still in jail that I know of. He has not bonded out, and he is actually charged with more crimes. Uh, apparently, I think wow. they're alleging that he was involved in some kind of struggle with an officer. So you have that. So I, I may be wrong. Don't quote me because I just read it in the, in the in uh, an article not too long ago. I Almost said it in a paper. Nobody reads papers anymore, but.
0: But this is is how
1: that works. So uh, Simone Gold, actually, (laughs) Dr. Simone Gold actually did an interview after Washington, D.C., where she admitted entering the building Mm. unlawfully and uh, that she admitted that she used bad judgment and wished she hadn't done that. And so, you know, it's it, it's going to be an interesting thing to see how that all works out. But, you know, JC, the real purpose in arresting her has nothing to do with prosecuting her. The real purpose in arresting her is to intimidate other people who speak like her from right. speaking sure. publicly. So yep. it's it's an effort not only to silence her, but to silence other doctors and to silence other people who are speaking out against these things in government.
0: hmm. Yeah, so, uh, praise God. Excited to see all the, the different groups coming together and people working on so many projects to get organized uh, locally and plug in. As I said, we had a, a gentleman organizing business leaders mm-hmm. and meeting already met with several state legislators mm-hmm. to get legislation as a backstop against some of the stuff that might be coming, some of the stuff we already see coming. Um I think somebody needs to put this uh, put this um, critical race theory nonsense on on their agenda to, uh, at the local state level as well. Get in with your school board you know, figure that mm-hmm. out. Um, best case scenario, get your, get your kids out of there. Encourage your neighbors to get out of yeah,
1: there. Yeah, somebody asked, how do I end the mask mandates in the public schools? It's very simple. You withdraw your child from the public school, and oh then they goodness, don't have yeah. to wear the mask mandate anymore.
0: All right, guys. Appreciate you tuning in. God bless you. See you next time.
1: Thank you. God bless.
0: All right. How do I get out of here?
1: Go down there. Yeah, go. Nope. The other one. There. <laughs>